Welcome to Seds and Sandals, a PE podcast by the Lancashire Post. This week we'll be looking at this season's fixtures, the new kit, Izzy Brown's arrival, and the transfer situation. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Seds and Sandals. My name is Tom Sandals, and with me, as always, is Dave Seddon. Dave, how are we? Oh, very good, thanks, Tom. Not a nice good. sunny day again. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? Yeah. Getting all the Euros action in, unlike me. Yeah, what's this? Watching Coronation Street no, instead? No, no, no. I think, it, what was it? Love on the Spectrum, actually, <laughs> which isn't much better. You, you're, uh, not watching Love, you're not watching Love Island? No, 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 no. Are you no. sure? Yeah, oh, I'm 100%. There's no way. It's Can you happening. swear to all our listeners yeah, oh, absolutely. that you are not watching Love Island? I guarantee <laughs> I'm not watching that absolute load of tosh. Absolute <laughs> rubbish. I've only ever watched that once. Oh, you No, no, hang on. more than me. No, no. It Don't was, come at me. It was back in... I think it was 2004 and they used to, it started <laughs> off as Celebrity Love Island that's how it started the right. whole thing so yeah, bizarre you had Abby Titmus on <laughs> Lee Sharp the ex-footballer Brendan Cole the Strictly Dancer <laughs> and a few others and that that's without it Jane Middlemiss as well and uh <laughs> That's how, that's how it all started off, you know, and then it went to these, like, no marks, sort of, <laughs> you know, sort of random yeah. people. So big, basically Big Brother in, yeah, yeah, basically, on heat. Yeah, so I've, yeah, I gave up on that <laughs> long, long ago, yeah. So you've watched more Love Island than I have, it, so no, it, don't, I, don't... I've never watched Love Island, it was Celebrity Love Island when I watched it. And shocking. That was, that was before we had kids. And we get, so <laughs> yeah, you come here, come here for a football podcast, you get the history of Love Island instead. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. since we uh, since we last recorded, all the fixtures are out. Yeah, and yeah. we actually know what's going to be happening this season. We know where they we're going to be. Tw- twenty three teams. They home do home and twenty three teams away. Yes, at a different time. Yeah, not necessarily in that order. Not necessarily in that order. No. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, we start in August and finish in May. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thought? I know. Really. <laughs> Don't but, you just love? I noticed like fixture release day. It's now got its own hashtag. Yeah. Just used to be like, you yeah, show busy up. I know you do. And then everyone's bored at my ten past nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's who we've got. Right. When you, well, when anyway. you've been in the same division seven years, you know, offense seventh year in the championship. It, it's a little bit like hmm, right, it's them again, it's them again. Yeah. And the, uh, so, especially with the, the you, fr, you know two of the three clubs who've come down from the Premier League um, only had a season up in, yeah. the, in 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 the Premier League, so their recent games even Sheffield United we, we only played a couple of years ago yep. the sort of Hull Hull who's no offence first day opponents they only had one season back down in League One I suppose your newness comes from Blackpool and Peterborough really so. yeah we, we know when North End will be playing Blackpool which is what the big one for Clear your people, diaries. isn't it yeah. T- 23rd of October yeah. Tougher end of the M55, yeah. near the sea. For for the, yeah. what what would it be? How many North End fans will be able to go? Assuming it's full capacity. Assuming, it, I don't, yeah. What would it be? It's about 2,500, yeah. isn't it? So, um, I well, think is, is that 10% then? Yeah, well, no. that's they're only guaranteed five, aren't they? No, that's is cup that? competitions where you're guaranteed right. anything. But, um, oh, right. I think in the, in the you know, it's, it's, it's a while since we're talking about away allocation. Mm. But in... <laughs> I think, you know, there was a time Blackpool used to put all the away fans down the side, but mm. I think they didn't they move it away and then started putting them in behind, partly behind the goal, I don't know. So uh, I'm sure, you know, if, if, if things are back to normal and full capacities are allowed and away fans are allowed to travel, mm. um, I presume Blackpool will want the maximum of, you know, like sell every seat Preston will want it yeah. when, when we play you know when we play Blackpool in March yeah you'd yeah, think March I mean, 19th they'll likely get mm. all of the cop won't they yeah and mm. then so you'd like to think Blackpool would do something similar and give North End a, a decent 
a decent chunk of theirs. Mm. It all depends, doesn't it, on um, you know how to, how they're doing at the time and um, um, you know policing. And if if there are going to be any restrictions, you do hear of sort of slightly gloomy prediction. Will will away fans be able to travel for the first part of the season? I don't know. You know, mm. are they, you know if, if all restrictions do lift, as you say, on the nineteenth of July. Surely they can't start imposing travel bans on people yeah. or whatnot. So. Yeah, Hope, I mean, hopefully it's just mm. a bit more normality and you can all yeah. have that the, the sort of occasion of an away day again. Yeah. That's the main thing, isn't exactly. it? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, courtesy of my dad this, he'll appreciate the little shout-out because he did, he, he did send it me on an email. But Well done, Mr. Sandals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see Big you. H, yeah. the yeah. old man. Um, North End have got a round trip of 5,684 miles this season. Is that if you take no wrong turnings? Yeah, that is. Oh, and if not, that's not if seen you go, my driving, then, yeah, <laughs> If you go directly from Deepdale as well. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. That's, yeah, so just over 5,500 miles. Yeah. And the longest trip? Mm. Bournemouth. 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 And when do they put it? A Wednesday on a night. Wednesday night. Right. Good old EFL. But the Cheers last the that. last two times we've played Bournemouth, like we played them on a Tuesday night in December, North End won 3 2. Mm. And then they, they played them in the Carabao Cup. Um, Simon Mackinock. Yeah, Mackinock got that. That was on a that was in a midweek as well. Mm. 1 3 2. Obviously, cups are played in the midweek. Yeah, but I think. For the superstitious wh- lot. When you go through a fixture list, you. You're not you're not going to have a fixture list where it's all sweetness and light all mm. the way through. There's going to be a couple of like difficult away days on a in a midweek. You know, Bournemouth's the one. I think Luton's on a Wednesday night as well mm. away, which isn't isn't great. But you know, it's just it's part of the football calendar now. It's not. It's not great for away fans, but um, almost like a badge of honour in it, though, isn't it? it? Is, and you, yeah. you, when you do those kind of. But if you think about it, Bournemouth, you know, Bournemouth away on a, on, a, on a, say on a Wednesday night, it's for a fact. You know, we've got to get there a little bit early, but mm. fans go down. It's it's a it's a lunchtime set off at the latest. Yeah. So you're going to have to have the Wednesday, the day of the match off, and then and you're then only the then day. you're only going to be getting home about three in the morning. For mm. you, you might be able to get into work the next day or a later start, but it, it, it just or you're staying it, over somewhere. Yeah, it inconveniences you for two days, and somewhere like Bournemouth, that that'd be great for um, you know to play it. You know, on a Saturday mm. early in the season or later, when there's a good chance that it's quite nice being down at Bournemouth on the beach or something. Yeah, exactly. But. but um, North End did once play at Bournemouth on New Year's Day with an 11.30 kickoff. Wow. Well, it was scheduled for New Year's Day. And then it, it was, it, I think it was 1990, um, 1990, New Year's Day 91. And trouble is, 1990, Leeds fans had rioted at Bournemouth in the last game of the season, the previous season. Um, it was the day North End were at Shrewsbury in a fancy dress day. 3,500 <laughs> North End fans running around Shrewsbury. It was an experience, let me tell you. But... <laughs> But I think after Le- you know a lot of Leeds fans went down and there was like trouble there and riots on the beach and all sorts. I think Bournemouth sort of local constabulary decided they didn't want sort of teams there on bank holidays at daft mm. times and everything. Hence North End being there on a bank holiday on a on a New Year's Day, <laughs> you know. And then they put it at half eleven. So some going that. No, 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 yeah. That was a badge of honour. That so. <laughs> no, right, right in if you went. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the opening games for North End mm. could be worse though in in mm. terms of picking up points. Yeah. Um, obviously, Mansfield game will be the second game of the season in the Carabao Cup, mm. and basically a, the second leg of last season's first round. Yeah. yeah. Um, starting off with Hull City, then Reading, Huddersfield, Peterborough, and Swansea. Now, mm. two are newly promoted. 
two were one was in the playoffs, one was around the playoffs, mm-hmm. and one wasn't anywhere. Well, just about survived in the end. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a mix, yeah. but mm-hmm. you don't really, you know, Reading being around the playoffs last season was mm-hmm. a bit of a surprise, and there's no guarantee they'll be yeah. necessarily as good this season. Swansea have lost players already and might yet still lose the manager and all that sort of, of stuff. The start of Steve Cooper going to Fulham, isn't yeah, it? Now yeah, because Scott, Scott Parker's just left, hasn't he? To go to Bournemouth, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a that was a bizarre move. time for Bournemouth to mention it, wasn't it? Sort of announce it right in the middle of the uh, champion Euros last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw one the other day. Uh, I think it was around like the 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 fixtures being announced someone just announced a signing just yeah. in the middle of it and then just carried on with the like yeah. two minutes later it was just <laughs> so strange yeah but i mean there's going to be some on the crest of a wave peterborough for example hull having mm-hmm. just won the title so that's something to be wary of especially early on in the season yeah. it's probably the worst time to play mm-hmm. these promoted sides but have you got the momentum i don't know yeah. when you come up have you got the momentum when there's no fans when there's been no fans mm. there what it's I great still think that when, strikers when te- are still going to feel yeah, in form yeah. when, and things like that. When a team got promoted, what was it? You know, obviously North Ham finished slap bang in the middle of the table, mm. but I, I, I just can't put myself in the position of um, someone watching a club who had such a good season, you know, won a promotion or mm. got to the playoffs, but did the whole season with no one there. It was, yeah. it was bad enough watching North End in that, but I, I think I would have felt even more frustrated. And I just wonder for clubs, do they have, will they get the same momentum? But as you almost said, like yeah. a, a damp, damp squib sort yeah, of thing, where yeah. it's like, what this could have been, and it almost brings them down yeah. a step. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. Yeah, Peterborough like perennial nearlies, weren't they? And yeah. then the, the year they get up after a little while, mm. no fans there. It must be yeah. frustrating yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, there's... You could you could easily see PNE take a fair few points out of that month. You'd hope so, really wouldn't could. you? Potentially, yeah. So as you say, Hull, you know, yeah, they they do come up with momentum, and I will put my argument there. Not having fans there, mm. that's the same momentum. Then Reading mixed bag, North End, not not got the greatest of record down at the Majestic Stadium. Mm. Um, yeah, that was my first game in the job. It was, yeah, and they lost. Yeah, one nil. Yeah, <laughs> it took a while to get an away win actually with me in the job. Yeah, I think we were threatening to ban you. Weren't yeah, we? yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and uh, then, then it's Huddersfield on the the Tuesday night. Mm. So that that be an interesting one. Sort of North North End won there last season, and they did the double over Huddersfield, mm. one of the one of the clubs they did double last season. Yeah, three nil at home, wasn't it? Yeah, three nil at home and two Towards, away. Yeah. That was like a rare, a rare high point, wasn't it? Yeah. At that time, because I think Alex Neal was still there, and yeah, I think results Alex, weren't great. I think Alex Neal said at the time it was one they ha- after the matches it won. I look back on and said we had to win. Mm. To stop us really getting dragged in, and how the points worked out, he was probably quite true in the end, you mm. know. So, uh, scored some good goals on the counter, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, he did, yeah. Almost looked like a, a, a decent side yeah. on the day, and then it yeah. almost vanished. Huddersfield have done quite a bit of business this season, this pre season. Mm. A lot of it get like most clubs, Bosman's, you know, mm. getting, getting players in, but they you know, they've, they've obviously. The new guy, well, Coburn from last season, he's obviously stamping his mark a little bit. I think any manager who came in last summer, he had such a sort of limited limited amount of time to turn things around with between seasons. And even with the extended transfer window, it was a tough window to work with. So if you've been in the job a year, this is probably the first proper time they've mm. had time to sort of 
you know, turn the squad over a little bit. So it looks like Huddersfield had done that. Still, they still try to play the right way as well. Yep. To be fair, don't they? Because he's a disciple of Bielsa, yeah. isn't he? And he I think to scored do, a few nice goals. To in that do way. that, you've got to have the players to do it. Mm. It's all right saying all oh, that's go and copy them, but you know, you got your principles. But if the players aren't right to do it, and yeah. as Huddersfield found they struggled badly yeah. in the second and half, and as Barnsley season. found, if you find the right yeah. way to play, exactly, it can be a yeah. leveler, can't it? And then, yeah, then after Huddersfield, it's uh, Peterborough at home. Yes. And then Swansea at home, isn't yep. it? And I presume if, if North End were to get past Mansfield, I think there'll be the second round of the cup around then as well. So um but you know, the two home back to back home games in the league at the end of the month, you know, Peterborough yeah, be interesting. I think I think a few years ago, about two thousand and ten, something like that, I remember when Ferguson was still Darren Ferguson was still Peterborough manager, he brought North End he brought them to North End about mm. that same stage of the season. I think North End won at the time. And then, and then Swansea, as we say, you know, first year without parachute money, will the will they still have Steve Cooper in charge? Yeah. You know, so. Andre AU's gone on a free. Yeah. You yeah. know, he's been a big player for them since they've been relegated. So maybe it will be a little bit of a I don't know. You could it could be one of those seasons for Swansea where they're sort of just adjusting again. You mm. know, so. And I mean, it remains to be seen because certain teams that you look, for example, we may be saying, oh yeah, you know, Reading could go either way, but this mm. time, in three months' time, you go at Reading at top of the league unbeaten, you know, mm. you just don't know what no. could happen. I look down this fixture list and there's not necessarily a month where I go, Foof, mm-hmm. that, could, that could be tough because, like, I mean, right? So say we got. I think September, don't we? September, September we play. Then. We play Sheffield United and West Brom yeah. back to back, and I think they but, do over Christmas as well. Don't yeah, they? but yeah. you've got you start the month with Bristol City, mm-hmm. who weren't up to much last season, and you know, again, very similar to us, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. So in know, theory, yeah. could could be at the same. You know, they're in a bit of a sticky spot at the moment. Then you've got Sheffield United, who you expect to be decent. West Brom, the same. Mm-hmm. Birmingham have struggled for a few years and Stoke are now having a bit of a fire sale having to yeah. sell a lot of the squad because their uh, parachute payments have, have run out. Yeah. So within that, you've got two probably tough tests, yeah. but then the other three could really not be up to much at all. So it's not necessarily that tough a month. No, And there's not like, you know, October, QPR, Derby, <laughs> Derby or oh, Wickham, Wickham yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coventry, Blackpool, Luton, again, None of those are particular standouts that you'd, you'd go, oh, yeah, they'll probably be near the yeah. top six. And then Bournemouth, Forest, who, again, weren't up to much, but mm. it could, could be. be yeah. mm. Cardiff, who w- looked like a looked like a bit of a force and then fell away. Mm-hmm. Middlesbrough, again, could probably go either way. And then Fulham, you'd expect to be decent. So that might be a bit of a tough yeah. month. There you're summing up but the championship as yeah. a whole there, Tom. You know, yeah, it, it is... It's hard to predict. It's you know, it's hard to predict. These are going to be a standout one. You, you assume the relegated clubs will be the stronger ones again. Mm. We seem to be falling back into that pattern. Yeah, but it's very hard to put your finger on it. You know, sort of. Oh yeah, they're going to be. Yeah, because they're going to be good. Last they're season you go, bad, yeah. oh, we got Barnsley this month, so they probably pick up three points now. Yeah, <laughs> you know they were they're absolutely flying for most of it. So when you looked at last season's fixture list, you probably think, oh, got a Reading in November. You know, I'll be mm. all right. And it ended up Reading hadn't lost at home until that we we <laughs> went there and exactly. Yeah. So it, it's it's a strange one. Like I I don't know if anyone else does this, but I kind of look through the months and th- and have a little think of this might be a tough tough month. When it when it gets to it, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be too critical. I'm not going to get carried away because no. you're going to have ups and downs. But like, and I look at months and think, oh, we North End should come out of that month quite mm. quite strongly. But I look through and everyone's just kind of. A mix, you peaks and, like, peaks and troughs, yeah. isn't it? Like yeah. you say, maybe that is just the the championship in its purest form. That I'm looking up and down it and thinking, mm-hmm. you God might knows. have looked at last season's fixture list and thought, oh, 
playing Luton, you know, mm. straight up last, you know, stayed up the season before by the skin of the teeth. Mm. They ended up doing the double on us. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you know, we, um, you know, down there, they absolutely battered us. So yeah. it's, it's hard to put your finger on it and think, yeah, that's going to be good. That's going to be bad. You think, well, Bournemouth away might have been tough. Ended up winning, turning in one of the mm. best performances, winning 3-2. Yeah, you know? or so, Brentford away, for yeah. example. You think, you know, they are Brentford probably favourites for the title, having mm. just missed out on the playoffs, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And you go there, you go, you go down and you think, ah, oh, they, they could run away with it here and nothing completely turn it around. It's, yeah. it's bizarre, isn't it? I mean, to just little um, Luton are doing pretty tidy business. I've, they are. I've been seven, actually. seven, seven incomings. They yeah. signed the, uh, Mendes Gomez, Gomez from Morecambe mm. over the weekend for a fee. Yeah. I think their other deals have been more Bosmans again. But yeah. uh, no, they're certainly, yeah, they're putting together a, Sort of a, a tidy squad, yeah, they? yeah, and um, Nathan Jones doing a, yeah. a, a, a good job there, yeah. to be fair. Given I think North End looked at uh, you know, Carlos Mendes Gomez mm. at, at, at and I'm not saying they were sort of bidding for him or anything, but they certainly checked him out, you know, as a potential one. I think from what it sounded like, there was an interest there if they had room in the squad. Mm. Or if it can they afford to take a punt on someone who's going to step up from League Two? Yeah, I think it was a case of filling other areas first, and um, so they've not got him. But you know, it's certainly a player. It'd be interesting to see how he works out. Actually, mm. Luton signings, some of them really interest me. Mm. Some are just one's just crazy. Mm. Amari Bell from Rovers could do all right. Yeah. Henry Lansbury. Um, from Bristol City, these are both frees, by the way. Mm. Uh, Fred Onyedima, I think, a, a nice signing from, from Wickham. Wickham. Yeah, mm. and then. Cameron Jerome, yeah, from MK Dons. Who's, who's probably fifty-three. What? Is he about fifty-three or fifty-four now? No, yeah. he, what is he? Uh, Fifty-one. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, thirty-four. He was he was linked with North End a lot because he played under Alex Neal, didn't he? Mm. At uh, Norwich, you yeah, know, helped him get promoted. Didn't there was he? a few times where a couple of transfer windows were seen to be linked with him, mm. but no, that, he seems to be one that's gone away from their policy. Mm. If you know what I mean, at Luton, mm. they seem to be bringing in slightly younger, or well, they don't know what Lansbury's like. Yeah, Lansbury's what, 30, thirty, but you've yeah. got Gomez at twenty-two. Yeah. Onyedima's only twenty-four, so yeah. you know, he's, and he's only had probably one season in the yeah. in the championship. Maybe doing a bit what North End have been doing, you know, like slight some younger ones, and then you mm. know, mix it in with a bit of experience. So. But it's worth mentioning as well, as we sort of touched on it. Um, Fred Onyedima signing from Wickham, yeah, who could yet still be in the championship. championship. And if that's the case, and mm. they've had to say let him go to a championship club because they've been relegated, you know, yeah. there's lots of questions questions asked there but I mean mm-hmm. I think I think the EFL have released the joint fixture thing more as just a dig at, at Derby I yeah. think they know full well that no matter what Derby can outlast the summer at least and yeah. get to the start of well, the season yeah and, you it know. sounds like the only points deduction now could be if Wickham or the EFL appeal mm. and no 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 Wickham can't appeal if Derby appeal um, and and the or the EFL appeal, mm. the they could turn around and say no, hundred grand fine wasn't enough. Mm. We'll put points deductions on, and I think that's unlikely. I think now, yeah. I think in the past, this independent disciplinary committees have points for what they've the the things that they've been found guilty of, which is how they value players on the balance sheet is wrong. But what they've done. Derby have been told they've got to put their accounts in again mm. for like the last three or four years. Now, that could actually, if they find anything wrong with those, that'd be a new set of charges, which wouldn't be dealt with under this. As I say, the only the way Derby can get a points of, you know, points deducted for this one is if the EFL appealed 
Uh, or if Derby appealed against a hundred grand fine and it was seen as a frivolous appeal, yeah. could I put it? So I don't think they're going to do that. But um, but it, would the EFL have put the sort of two fixture lists out if they weren't thinking of appealing? Mm. You know, but uh, I just think I mean, that's the most likely scenario yeah, to get the deduction. I, th- I think the start the EFL maybe the Premier League do it as well. They need to start getting hold of this disciplinary matters. We've got mm. all this financial fair play. But you've got to start the process earlier than what they're doing. We've had this before where disciplinary hearings over finances getting nearer and nearer till the end of the season. Yeah. And um, it's not just clubs are, are straightforward going into admin and getting points taken off them. This is where they've actually broken rules and whatnot. Mm. And to be to be think you know, for the EFL to put a statement out about this at like quarter to midnight <laughs> yeah. the day before the fixtures were coming out at nine o'clock the next morning. It's absolutely ridiculous. Shows, here. shows what the shambles they are, though, yeah. really. A lot of the time, it is a legal process as well, and sometimes a club might try and slow things down. Lawyers can ask for adjournments and say they've not got the full facts or something, but they really do need to be put in. They put hard and fast rules in the place about clubs going into administration yeah. and when the points deduction so applied to. Bang. Because it used to be, let's go into administration now, we're safe, you know, or... Or were relegated, but they, they they put a sort of deadline of March or something in it, you know, mm. for when points can be deducted. So I think they need to start doing that with a, if if there is a club that's in the disciplinary process regarding financial fair play, surely the, there's got to be a, a thing in place where a hearing has to be held by a certain day. Mm. Clubs know that, lawyers will know that, the EFL know that, and they said right, it's got to be dealt with by then. Yeah, why is it, this is ridiculous that we're still talking about. Yeah, why is it that as well that, that clubs can bend the rules and get around it and do mm-hmm. this and that mm-hmm. and then others don't go anywhere near it yeah. and, you know, these teams that are bending the rules get more out of it yeah. than mm-hmm. the ones that, you know, aren't even going near yeah. the, the financial fair yeah. play rules and things like yeah. that. The ones you do that feel so, yeah. running it properly. You do feel sorry for Wickham on all this because the... I know I've seen some quotes from Gareth Ainsworth saying it's his aim to get straight back into mm. the championship. He, he, as he said, their club is behaving like a championship and planning like a championship club mm. because that's where they want to get back to. And in the end, they gave it a pretty good go at the end, didn't yeah. they? They were just a, you know, finished the, you know, very finished you know, third bottom as well. That's... Yeah, yeah. After looking marooned, you know, mm. after a bad start. Now, but they've dropped down into League One. Now, the difference between your solidarity payments, your TV money, I think it's 7.3 million in the championship, 1.1 million in League One. That's a hell of a lot of a difference for your budget, isn't it, to what you're planning for? I'm sure Gareth Ainsworth will be going round having said, well, I'm in League One now. This is the budget. We need a squad to get us out of League One. Mm. Then we'll worry about the championship when we get there. But if suddenly in two weeks' time, the parachuted back into the championship and their recruitment has been aimed more at League One. Exactly. And it's not fair on them. 24-year-old star player, yeah. was it, you couldn't afford to keep after yeah. getting 1.1 million, but with yeah. seven, you can. Yeah. You might, know, but he's now playing for Luton. On a longer-term point of view, Wickham might be thinking, did he really want the championship? Did he, you know, it would be nice to go back to the championship now, but planning-wise, ideal scenario is probably longer-term is that the... They play in League One this season, mm. go up legitimately. It, then when they get to the Championship, they, then they can they know the budget and they can start planning for that. If they yeah. were unprepared last season for yeah. it. <laughs> which they admitted they were slightly. Some of the deals, he, you mm. know, he said he put a little bit too much faith in the squad, which he got him up when mm. he needed to freshen it up a little bit. Yeah, so if they were unprepared mm. last season yeah. and 
<laughs> imagine going up a few weeks before and never mind, you know, mm-hmm. going going into a playoff campaign thinking, right, we could well get promoted here, all this sort of stuff. At least you're aware of it. Now mm-hmm. going, right, you're up. Yeah. Just doesn't work. And like I say, you lose, you, they've already lost players. Yeah. It's already changed the way. Yeah. You know, Fred Onyedema was one of their best players oh, last was, season. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it now. Good against North End, didn't he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, did very well in the cup. Yeah, against North. I think he scored the first goal. Did he gave up. Yeah. Was was he the one Four that did turned uh, Josh Earl inside out a little bit? M- was be. that him that was turning him, or was it the striker? Yeah. Is it Ipiatsu? Yeah. So uh, yeah. So not sure. But yeah, um, I've slept since that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, well, talking about signings, mm-hmm. we spoke about him a bit last week. But North End have confirmed that Izzy Brown has come yeah. in on a free transfer, one-year deal with the club's option of of, a, uh, of another. Yeah. Should he prove himself, essentially? Yeah, good signing, I think. You know, a bit, a bit of a risk. Well, mm. no, I don't know. No, probably low risk in terms of it's a one-year deal. Yeah. With, he won't and, be on. He won't be breaking the bank. No, and it's weighted. The second year is weighted in North End's favour rather yeah. than the players' favour. So it, a twelve-month contract is small in the Championship, isn't it? It's more mm. likely what you find in League One and League For Two. For a guy that's out. Yeah. predominantly played at Championship level as yeah, well. Yeah, but he's you know he's had his injury issues. He had a torn cruciate ligament, which players do come back mm. from now. So there's um, but. He needs to find it. He needs to put down some roots and find a home. I spoke to him last yeah. week, North End, needs to put him up for an interview with us, and he he was just said, you know, I, I, it was good while he was at Chelsea. He enjoyed being at Chelsea. He enjoyed working with the the squad there. When he went on loan, he's had some good loans. Mm. Huddersfield stands out because he got promotion. Um, he, he went to Brighton in the Premier League on loan, and that's where he did his cruise shit, unfortunately. So he has he's had some good loans in there as well, but he's also had one or two iffy ones as well. Mm. And I think after seven loans, you start needing to put down roots. Yeah. He's 24, he's not a young pup, he's not like a, an 18, 19-year-old raw 24 now. Mm. So he, he realises he wants to come here. He's a southern lad, but he's prepared. He's been prepared to uproot, come up, up, up mm. north. I know, you know, we're, we're not cloth caps and whippets up here, <laughs> but and he's played at Huddersfield. He's played Sheffield at Sheffield Wednesday. Wednesday. So he's shown that he's, but he's happy. You know, I, I've got a goal to Preston. Mm. You know, he's not. It's not as if they dangled a three-year contract in front of him yeah. or anything like that with a lot of security. You know, if if it doesn't work for him, twelve months time, he'll be in the same boat he is now. Mm. You know, you know, look, look, looking around for a club. So. Low risk on that thing, but um, high risk, I suppose, with can he fulfil his potential? But mm. you know, it's a it's a gamble. But high I risk think, on yeah. the on the front that he's taking up a slot. Yeah, but potentially he could be a really exciting mm. player for North End. He's 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 a t- he's a ten, which he says is preferred mm. role, but. Under McAvoy, they don't really play as a ten. Yeah, unless he can play well, off, off oh, the striker. Yeah, he? he can play off the striker, shadow, shadow striker sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, maybe. he can play as a second striker, like yeah. Barkayson and Maguire were doing, and, and whatever with, with Chad Chad Evans last year. Yeah. He could play if they played a diamond. He could play at the top point of the diamond mm. behind the strikers. Yeah, he does love a diamond. He said he can play either wing. Now, if North End use wing back, he's not a Izzy Brown's not no. a wing back. He's yeah, if they're gonna play three, if they're gonna play three five two, three four one two, whatever it was, you'd think he's more attacking midfielder, wouldn't you? The mm. f- but he said he can play as a number eight as well. If we're gonna go down the continental numbers route, yeah, yeah. a sort of attacking of the two sort of holding midfielders, but, yeah. you know, pl- North End have plenty of competition for that. But I suppose when when you're building a squad, you, you do want a player who can fit in a number yeah, of positions. Versatility. Yeah, but sometimes you don't want a jack of all trades, master mm. of none. So, yeah, yeah. But, but he's always to. one of those players for me. I think we mentioned it on last week's podcast. He hadn't signed 
when we recorded last week, mm-hmm. but it was in the process of doing. So we spoke about him a little bit then. He was always a player you you saw on an opposition team sheet and thought, yeah, he, he's from Chelsea. He's got the potential. He's got the big hair and everything. That's why you recognise him. He's got the big hair and everything. And he's, yeah. a, he's a lad. He, 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 he one of those ones with the potential to sort of and generally to quite hurt you. positive on the ball, isn't yeah. it? So you, yeah. you you do notice him a couple of times mm-hmm. during the game, don't yeah. you? And he has been speaking as well though, about this sort of preconceived idea of someone mm-hmm. coming from Chelsea. And he, he did admit, you know, yeah. you come from Chelsea, you get all these nice facilities, and there is money there, mm-hmm. but that's not something you go looking for. It's just kind of a part of it. Yeah. I suppose anyone at that sort of levels academy mm-hmm. will get a, a, a chunk of change given yeah. to them that's just the way it is isn't it and interestingly as well he said he, he, he told me once he's probably been looking to leave Chelsea for the last couple of years permanently nothing against Chelsea but mm. probably he saw first team football there was unlikely Yeah, but you know he still had his contract there so Longs was still potentially you know uh, was a way forward from at the time but I think I think he's been looking to get out and I suppose it's tough to pay him out of that contract yeah, when he's on a, yeah. a, a decent mm. wage especially for this level yeah. you know I suppose it's tough mm. to get him out of there but he's done 133 appearances in his career mm. now 131 of those have been away on loan he um he made one Premier League appearance off the bench for West Brom when he was when he was a West Brom player. Mm-hmm. When he was seventeen, I think he was. Then Chelsea signed him out of their academy, and he, I think he had a game off the bench at Chelsea as well. You know, but apart from that, all his football at Vitesse Arnhem when he went there, and then yep. the succession of loans in this country that's that's provided him with his football. So mm. at least he knows the level. Yeah, exactly. Level, he's, you know, he's not a raw pup coming out of a under twenty three mm. football or something. And we said that we were saying that last week, mm. weren't we? That the the players that are being added to the squad need to be championship mm. players. Yeah. So mm. if he's just a squad player, someone who's played one hundred and thirty times mm. or well, whatever it will be yeah. at championship level specifically, mm. it's not a bad that's not a bad addition to have around the place. That's not saying he's going to come in and he's going to start. That's the that's the standard of the starting no. players at North End, but. Mm. If that's who's knocking about the squad, mm. you know, it, it's better than, in theory, better than where it used to be that oh, he's, he's played a chunk of games at League One, never quite made it at Championship. But, he, he, you know, we see a player in there. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you guarantee someone who knows the Championship and knows the pace of the Championship, for example, something as simple as that. Yeah, so I think pre-season will be important for him, mm. getting to know everyone and get, getting absolute, getting tip-top shape, yep. ready for the season. And then I think what... what one thing that the Brown deal shows is that they do need to start moving players out in the other direction as well yeah. because I was totting it up yesterday with every, at the moment with having brought Sepp in mm. and having brought Liam Lindsay and Izzy they're on 25 now do we need a Max Craft and spreadsheet uh, yeah, but of ins outs and, yeah. and current squad we're at um, North End are at 25 players either over the age of 21 or on loan mm-hmm. which counts for that 25 man squad so they're basically they're full at the moment now Everson comes in that's yep. 26 if they sign Matthew on a Sunday or another right back, yep. that's twenty-seven. Now you assume Everson comes in, Ripley you move goes. you move Ripley out, so that's back to twenty-five. But then with all a Sunday in there, mm-hmm. you're still at twenty-six. So you're gonna have to move someone out, and that's not at the expense of another right. No, back, it's not necessarily. It's just like and that's it's just access, isn't it? You know, so you know, like just just getting getting numbers really yeah you know, because it, like you say yeah. uh, Everson comes in Ripley goes out so yeah. that kind of balances that, yeah, it Ola Sunday, Ola yeah. Sunday comes in there isn't a right back, back for him to replace no. so that's yeah. that, that's work that has to be done yeah. you it's think, not something as yeah. obvious you, 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 it's pointing towards Josh Harrop going out mm. I think I've written about that today um, they've got offers 
you know, interest with him from League One because mm-hmm. he was on loan at Ipswich last year. Didn't pull up any trees there. It's not Ipswich you're interested in, I'm led to believe. So, it, you know, who it is. I don't think it's in that top bracket of clubs. There is a little bit of money in League One, mm. but only a smallish pot. And that's going on players like Jaden Stockley. North yep. End got a decent wedge for him for League One standards. It's the strikers are attracting money. I don't think if they sold Harrop, they'd actually get too much money for him, really. But he was signed on a free, so it's not... Yeah, well, no, they paid, they paid about 600 for Oh, did they? In the end, he oh, the tribunal and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not tribunal, yeah, but compensation. compensation yeah. yeah, yeah, so... Um, but, no, he's, I don't know. He's not... Not never quite settled as he had it really. Not not found mm. Alex Neal wasn't one who could find a sort of permanent home for him. I think Harrop's again a bit like Izzy Brown likes playing in number ten. Alex Neal liked playing him off the sides, coming inside, and sometimes he did that very effectively. Mm. Sometimes he was anonymous, you know. So yeah, I just think he was the type that went missing a little bit too mm. much in, in mm. during games. He had <laughs> I, I liken him a little bit to Lucas Nemetra, where Nemetra had the Villa game where he had that half where he was unplayable and then Wigan at home where he was absolutely unplayable Mm -hmm. but then you didn't really see that much again from him Josh Harrop had the Charlton game and I think was it Rovers at home where he scored two absolute screamers Mm -hmm. was looked really lively really energetic and Mm -hmm. always on the half turn in that number 10 spot Mm -hmm. and then the next game, I think they, they kept the faith in him, gave him the run, and he just wasn't there, yeah. you know. And it's then that consistency, gets, yeah, yeah, gets pushed out wide, and that's not really his position. He can do little bits, but you know, he just never quite sort of hit his straps. Really, did he? Yeah. Didn't never quite. I don't. I don't know. It's always one argument I always have is with Harry. I, I like it. I think he's a decent player, but. Mm. He's got this Man United tag, and I think had North End signed him from Birmingham, mm-hmm. would would we still be raving in the same way about him? You know, like there's a pre- preconception about oh he's come from United, he must be must be good. Now he is good, but I don't, you know, I th- some you know, there's some view of him that he's a lot better than what he is. So uh, yeah, if if they could, if they didn't have the squad rules on squad, you know, he's worth keeping around. I yeah. think, but when they've got to limit, keep the numbers limited to 25, it's just one who, sadly, they're going to have to let go, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, essentially turns into a number numbers game for him. It does, it does have to be, yeah, yeah. And in, in the sense that you can only have 25 in the squad and in the sense that he's just not delivered enough, enough yeah. in, in that You look at regard. his stats, I think it's 31 championship starts and 52 off the bench. Mm. Now that shows where where sometimes, you, you know, how, how they've used him. So. Yeah, and he's been willing to play in a more central, like mm. centre midfield role, but deeper, but yeah. they've never, you know... I think a role which might have suited him when his one appearance at United was, I think, they played a 4-3-3 and he played... Yeah. On the wide, one of the wide air, I think he was on the left hand side of the yeah. three. Scored now, against Palestine. Yeah, it? North End have never sort of played that sort of four three three. Have they? It's mm. always been a four four two three one type yeah. when he was at the club. You know, the, the width. You know, the, the width came from slightly further back, and then you had your your number ten supporting the, the number nine as it is in the four three three. The two wide guys mm, they were right. almost like narrow strike wide strikers, yeah. weren't they? they or narrow wingers. More. They pushed up right next to the nine. Yeah, 
and, and so probably that suited him. You kind of have to cover the the fullback a bit more yeah. as a, a winger in a four-two-three-one than you do in a four-three-three because those wider yeah. midfielders can kind of get across and 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 cover a bit, which yeah. you kind of see in the mm-hmm. the three-five-two that North yeah. End play. You often see the centre midfielder going out to help that wing back. Yeah, but great, yeah, great bloke, Harry. Really mm. nice guy to you know to talk with and whatever. Yeah. And um, it, I'm not one of these players when when someone leaves a club. I'm not oh, good riddance to him and everything. Yeah. I'll be you know, keeping an eye out, see mm. how he's doing somewhere, you yeah. know. No, no bad eggs in this. No, no, group, no, is no, no, they're really decent, really decent. Yeah. I just think now with, you know, with squad limits and whatnot, it's just inevitable that you are going to lose a couple of players like that. And it's sometimes looking at your wage bill thinking, well, I've got to sacrifice someone. Mm. And on a Sunday, mm-hmm. close. Close-ish, yeah, yeah. It's been one, it, it, I'm not saying it's turning into a saga, it's not. <laughs> I think some people are sort of thinking this has been going on longer. He's, he's, he's a young lad left Rotherham. And North End are fairly relaxed about the situation. Yeah, yeah, they're, well. not, they're not absolutely, you know, they, they'd like him here as soon as possible, you mm-hmm. know, ideally to start pre season training. But if it gets a day or two beyond that, I don't think they'd be that bothered. But I think what, where you've got to look at it is that if a player takes too long, is are you not? made up about coming here you know like you, you're looking around for other options but I just think you know there's negotiations involved you've got him here he's got an agent over here he's, he's um, you know got him a deal agreed here but I know his family are in the States for example that might add you know add into the equation that he wants to speak to them you know and, and whatever so, so you know just have to see how it goes on that one mm. but um I think he, I can see why they've gone for him. You know, dynamics right back. He can play at wing back as well. You mm. know, so uh, good pedigree. Again, was it United as a kid? You know, they, they signed him from uh, New York Red Bulls, didn't they? Mm. So uh, he's had a bit of a ground in there. So it'd be it'd be an interesting signing. But there are options if that doesn't. Yeah, happen. apparently so. Yeah, and yeah, a couple of options. That, with players who are actually contracted elsewhere, yeah, so, so it will cost a fee, and know, they're willing so. to, and they're willing to pay. Which I suppose for some fans will be mm. a well welcome news that if yeah. they don't get this man who's coming on relative free, yeah. they are prepared to pay to get someone. It's not that mm-hmm. they don't want to pay; it's just that yeah. this is their first, yeah. their first target. Yeah, they're obviously you know they're doing the analysis of players now, you know, mm. all the data and everything, and obviously ticks boxes. So, yeah. but you know, as I say, they've got other options as well. Yeah, but a lot of the bit you look at a lot of the championship business now Tom it's there's the odd the odd permanent move in there on you know um, for cash but a lot of, a lot at the moment have been Bosman's haven't they yeah. I think that will change once you get into pre-season but sort of it's very much being players sort of coming to the end of the contracts being snapped up every, you know elsewhere so. yeah and we might even see more of that once the the the, the mm. been paid off as well because yeah. obviously they get the extra month I saw I saw some comments from Gary Rowett the Millwall manager they've just signed Scott Malone who was on loan with him last season scored against North End but he'd been on Derby. loan from Derby for the last year of his contract basically and they've got and now he's finished his contract they've got him on a Bosman he said if we tried to buy him a year ago they were asking a million and a half or something. He mm. said, you know, so he said it's a much different transfer market this summer, yeah. you know, than, well, last summer there wasn't much of one either. But, you know, if you if you to go back sort of pre-pandemic, the January 2020 window or the summer of 2019, mm. transfer window at championship level especially, so, so, so different. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's such a, I think it's such a different world compared to when you hear Manchester City you're talking about <laughs> paying 200 million for two players yet yeah. the championship is all like 
mm-hmm. he's coming free or yeah. someone within a week mm-hmm. their demands can change by thousands and thousands of pounds which yeah. makes a huge difference in yeah. terms of even their, their contracts for example the wage that they're asking for will change by thousands of oh, pounds which yeah. is huge for championship yeah. level mm-hmm. and it's such a different like if anyone <laughs> is is following North End and the Premier League or a Premier League club or whatever they're two completely different worlds. It aren't is. It? Oh, it is. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. It, I think now more than ever, mm-hmm. the 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 gap. Maybe that's why the promoted teams that come down are the favourites and yeah. they're going back up and and all they, this sort of. They stuff. have got money to spend. That's you know, that. Like. That's the gap developing again, yeah. p- perhaps. And maybe it's going to take a a good few years to get back to where we were. Maybe a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and that's probably just because the money was filtering down slightly differently. Mm-hmm. Where. The championship, the, the teams that were getting relegated into the championship mm. weren't necessarily the favourites. Yeah, but now it's getting a bit, it's getting a bit that way, and it's probably just the disparity of money again. Yeah, a couple of years ago, you know, if uh, someone had run down the contract in the championship and they were a decent championship player, I'm not saying absolutely top level there, the mm. Premier League, we want to be looking at him, but one where other championship clubs would jump straight in. Mm. And the day the retain list was announced and, you know, he'd run his contract down, he'd be signed in May, mm. you know, ready for the start of July. There's some, there's some players now who were in that position two years ago, for example. Now, though, they've come to the end of the contracts and they're still waiting for some interest because yeah. what they were on at the club was so high that even someone at another club at their level can just not afford yeah. that. And they're sitting on it, hoping and hoping someone will come in and pay me what I was on at my previous club. Mm. But the longer it goes on, you're ticking towards pre-season, you know you're going to have to take a drop in wage at some yeah. point. And I, like Every time I speak to anyone re- related to a club or whatever, they say in the space of a week, mm-hmm. things can change so much that, that players... Essentially, I think a lot of managers are in this boat where... They know players will get desperate. They know players will will start getting itchy feet, and they need a club, and they don't want to, they don't want you know mm-hmm. the boat to set sail and all this sort of stuff. They they want to be tied down soon rather than later. Yeah, mm-hmm. and their demands change drastically. Oh, will do, will do. So know. I think when teams come back into pre-season as well, and mm. someone's sat at home, you know, watching the telly and watching teams come back into training. Or they've, you know, or they come back into pre-season yeah. and they're on the periphery, yeah, you know, yeah. and then they're mm. looking for a club and and yeah. things like that. They're having to work out at home on their own and see yeah. the teammates back, and it's all oh, maybe I need to get myself sorted, you know. And, and that's uh, where teams like North End will come in. That's yeah. where you know, mm. and and the, those that are on the higher wages mm-hmm. will be willing to drop because they're willing to play football. Yeah, and that's where that's where things will change. Um, but in the last week as well. Mm-hmm. North End have a new kit. Yeah, yeah. What sure. do you reckon? I quite like it actually. Yeah, really, right, uh, it? A bit different on the sleeves, isn't it? But uh, mm. new sponsor, yes, the, the Par Group. The Par Group on the front. Mm. Um, so they've been they were on the back of the shirts last season. Mm. The first team shirts underneath the number. They were sort of back of the shirt sponsor. They've been sponsors of the Finney Stand Finney, yeah. for the last five or six years. Had the name on the season ticket books and things you know previously. So it's a sort of. It's a continuation of a sponsorship, but they've yeah. taken a big step forward. Like a, a natural Going from progression. The back, the back of the shirts to the front of the shirts. Yeah. Local company. What's impressed a lot of fans is that it's, it's non-betting, yeah. which I know is a bugbear of a lot of people. That's Quite place. rightly. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, um, and, and first, time, first time since Virgin Train sponsored the shirts, 
that would not have a gambling for sure. That kids can get the yeah, same shirt that, as their heroes. Well, that that is a big thing, you know. Yeah. I, I've got two kids, and when, when they get a replica shirt, it's been, it's you know, there's been some nice sponsors of the junior kit, but when they look at it, it's not the same that Alan Brown wears, or yep. it's not the same that Declan That's Rudd it. wears, or whatever. You know, it is, it's it's different, you know. But but now. You know, the par group can go on on the front of the junior replicas, the youth team kit, the first team kit. Nice bit of continuity. Mm. Front and back of the shirt. Yeah. Par group. Yeah. They're, they're sti- they are They've still on the back, on the back. Of it. Yeah. 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 They're just just taking over. Yeah. A, lot, a local <laughs> company as well, which yeah. is good. You yeah. Know, just, uh, just off the M61 near, you know, probably a couple of miles from North End's uh, training ground. Mm. And, uh, I mean... My only gripe with the shirt, and I think it'll be the same with a lot of fans, and it's not going to change until the contract runs out with Mm -hmm. Nike or whoever it specifically is with, Mm -hmm. is I saw the exact same shirt on Pro Direct, I think, for 26 quid. And now it's it's 50 quid because it's got a North End badge on. And that that does doesn't sit particularly well mm-hmm. because it is the same shirt the, the, this shirt has an improved in quality now it's got a north end badge on it is it's not like a um mm-hmm. you can get stadium shirts and like better quality yeah. shirts so you can get ones that's like 80 quid which is like probably more what the players wear mm-hmm. and then a stadium shirt which is probably a bit thicker a bit mm-hmm. maybe cumbersome less tight fitting that they do um because i can be a bit of a a nerd about football shirts but and as well I saw a Portsmouth fan um had tweeted saying oh, our shirts have been the same as PN as Preston's for the last few years so I'm guessing this is what ours will be like mm-hmm. and it basically was North End shirt in blue with the University yeah. of Portsmouth sponsor mm-hmm. lo and behold a day later Portsmouth well, shirt is exactly as what he I predicted think you're, you're always going to get that if you tie yourself yeah, in with a big firm you get yeah. the templates I know, I know like you know, Adidas or something would be mm. a great one to go with. But I'm, I'm sure if you go with Adidas, you're going to get a similar sort of A lot of, of them do have I've that se- thick V-neck yeah, collar. I've seen a sort of leak, you know. whether it's the right one. Someone put a picture of a sort of, you know, what might be the Man United kit this summer. And someone's just said, well, it's like Accrington Stanley, that, or mm. it's like X. So I think the only way you're going to get someone slightly different is if you go with a, a smaller... Yeah one-off company you you've know you've got to do something a little bit different yeah, yeah you've got to be one of the bigger the bigger bigger pieces of business for them but haven't yeah, you yeah for them got, specifically yeah. so like liverpool for example have quite unique kits even though they're nike i yeah. assume because they are nike's biggest they're paying liverpool more money than anyone oh, gets yeah. for a shirt sponsorship you bought out you you know like yeah they had to, you had to buy them out of the last contract didn't yeah they, so they've yeah. invested a lot of money so they I'm, I'm guessing liverpool have said we want specific yeah, designs they, they they're not going to be yeah. yeah but north end are never going to be that with nike no. so unless they do something like bristol city who've gone for a, a pretty local mm. company haven't they or a smaller company and they're the, the sort of bigger fish in that yeah they won't get specific designs. They'll be get they'll get sent a template and say what colours yeah. do you want it essentially. Yeah, and that's the way it is. And and that's not going to change until the contract no. runs that, out. That, that, you know that that's going to happen with Adidas, or mm-hmm. Monroe, or anyone like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I must say Pumas are quite nice. Although yeah. you will still get templates. But again, North End went for an era. We wore t- mm. Puma kits for a good three or four years, and again, it was the same. Oh yeah, similar to you know they're, yeah. they're wearing that so. Big fan of those though. They were some of my favorite. The ones with the the, the collar, yeah. the black collar. My, the my, yeah. Tenants. I yeah. mean, again, uh, alcohol, alcohol sponsor, yeah. which which uh, no thankfully alcohol. went out, didn't it? But yeah, yeah. Um, the the tenants era. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I still like I, I still harp back being the age I am to the the Adidas kit. So the late seventies and early eighties mm. at North End, they they were great, you know. Mm. But 
if you were to go back without Adidas now, mm. it would be a template. So I think the thing mm. is, look at the Euros. A lot of a lot of national teams have the same kit, just a different yeah, a different badge essentially. Yeah. You know, and then that's what it is. Mm. Like I say, Adidas have these the the sort of chunky. Uh, v-neck collar yeah. and that's what it is whereas Nike have these like they separate the sleeves off and they've yeah. been doing that for years because mm. uh, City for example had like uh, a sort of white cracked yeah. sleeve and had uh, different, just a different shade of blue like North End did and things like that it's I think like the North Euro- End had it on the yellow kit yeah. for example the Euro's the best kits for me I always like the Italy one I like mm. the, the, the blue the Italy. although I, I was a bit is it training no. is it training shirt I was yeah. a little it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't work as well with the dark blue shorts where there's some mm. bizarre kits there's something like teams are having to change kit for no apparent reason but I like the Sweden one the yellow one yeah. always like that can, see, can it's like a bit like a North it's like, and then I like I like the Finland one with a big blue sort of white mm. one with a blue cross on yeah yeah but can Switzerland please cap up their their names on the back of the shirts? They're all in lowercase, and I don't know why, but it really bothers me. <laughs> Everyone else has got like like nice uniform yeah. uppercase, yeah. and then Switzerland's like a child's done it, and they don't know the capital letters yet. <laughs> Do it properly. Well, yeah, and and um, as you know from our work calls every week, I've generally got a different football shirt on every I know, week. Either, yeah. I do, I do like, I do like a football shirt. Yeah, just to so. sit around. I don't actually leave the house in them. I think, the it, I, th- I think it is time, just Tom. You did grow up. No, bit, no, yeah. it's not happening, Dave. <laughs> it's not happening. When you can get an authentic shirt for fifteen quid, yeah. it's uh, it's got to be done. And I must admit, though, I did like last year's shirt. Mm. I did think it was uh, it was quite smart. I do like a collar though, so yeah, you know. I do think they look they look smart, but no. I think I think, I, I, think I, I think my children want you know the North End kit, but having hit a certain age, I don't think <laughs> that I, I won't be squeezing myself into no, one. So, no, you know, a sort of a less tighter fit. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know, like. They weren't last year. No, no they weren't no. too bad actually. Because yeah. like when I went, I was asking there was an them era, about there, it. There was an era of football shirts. They didn't think of the fan at all. No, that's with, with the design, slim, yeah. slim fit. Now come on, look at this yeah. every club. Look, look at your fan base. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but then the the like Jordan Hugel, who's like six foot, and the rest was wearing like a medium. Yeah, and like there's no room in them at all. The players are like wearing a, a size less, and then all the fans are having to buy two sizes <laughs> up to try and make up for it. Like yeah. it's uh, yeah, but. It's at like the saying. end of the day, it's a kit. Yeah, you know, but it's you, not going to change. Out, no, no, no offense, they're going to wear white shirts, blue shorts, white socks. You yep. know, and uh, they're not hooped this year. They're not hooped. No, not hooped. They're yeah. not hooped. Well, there's like there's very a, there's, yeah, but there's um yeah. not hooped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So get, get well, Preston Underground. Get get the hoop socks back. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Do it. <laughs> but yeah. Um, like you say, it ain't, it ain't going to change mm. until this contract runs out. And like you say, if they get another big company another mm-hmm. big brand you got it yeah same yeah. thing different color paint isn't it you're yeah. gonna get the same the same yeah. you gotta problem. go you gotta go smaller i think yeah 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 i think that's what we'd like to see but maybe, maybe you could go into business tom sort of you know so yeah, yeah. yeah. football kits from your, front, from your front room or something i'd yeah. be all for it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd suit me that yeah all for it uh but yeah is there anything else uh anything else you'd like to add dave no i think that's about it for this yeah. week isn't it oh, so, mm. tonight Tonight, yeah, we're recording Tuesday yeah. lunchtime, aren't we? It's got to be worth a mention. Yeah, can't not. Don't want it going out of date, but I just, I just thought fancy. Is it? I don't England, think there'd be many Germany, goals. By the way. Yeah, I fancy a one-nil win again. You know, Ooh. if you know, you know, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I think. Mm. So the reported lineup is a 
three five two for England, which I I Frankie McAvoy's picking yeah, it, is he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm getting behind big uh, big Frankie as yeah. as England manager. <laughs> I do like the three five two. Yeah, but I think they were always going to do it against Germany, weren't they? I think yeah, kind of had to. Always in the planning, wasn't it? I think yeah, they were going to play him. But I just think we've seen some recently. There's been some great games. The, the, the Monday, you know, the, the Monday night games <laughs> Cheers, that you Dave. didn't watch. Yeah, Ab- absolutely stunning entertainment. Yeah. You know, like there's been, Rub it there's been in. you know, the Netherlands getting beat as well on Sunday. You know, it was. Um, there's been some great mm. games recently, and yeah, will England and Germany live up to it? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I did. All, 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 all this action, it, and then England yeah. are just. Dull as dishwater. Or will it need a bit of outhousery to um, not using the you know <laughs> yeah. not Don't using the rude version? Yeah, will it need a sort of little bit of a more you know the England Scotland type game but with a goal mm. in it to settle it? I yeah, don't know. I think it'll I be can't. Intense. I can't see it being a free or draw or anything. No, I can't see it being last words. Yeah, I can't. I can't see it being <laughs> an open, free flowing sort of thing. I think both will be a bit wary, especially with the history and all yeah. that of England Germany. But like, mm. I think it will be a bit tense. I'll go. Do you know what? I'll, I reckon extra time. I reckon one-one. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it's going from there, right. but I'll say I'll say ninety minutes. I'll go one-one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we'll see from there. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, otherwise yeah. it's going to get out of date. Oh, you're probably going to yeah. be listening to this after after the you know once the game's yeah, out. Unless you're so. very keen, which yeah. we appreciate. Yeah, it's yeah. it's likely out of date already. Yeah, but and we've probably been made to look quite stupid yeah. already. But just back to North End pre-season training starts on Thursday. The start of the, you know nice. like the new year, you know the. I think the Frankie McAvoy here, yeah. Eh? I think the first day of pre-season often taken up with medical tests mm. and like you know measuring hamstring length, baseline, and things like that. yeah, you know like baseline measurements and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Probably, yeah. probably more Friday when they get out and do the actual sort of start the the running and the ball work. I think I think the days of flogging him to death with running for mm. the first week's gone. You know, it's it's a mixture of you know athleticism and ball work mm. for the first few you know like for the first few days anyway so uh, yeah I speak to Simon Grayson and mm. he said that he said no in the past it'd be that the first few weeks you didn't see a ball yeah you ran but, until you were sick basically yeah. that's how it used to be done but now you know balls out straight away although there is bits where there's no ball involved yeah the balls the balls are there mm-hmm. from the first day yeah. which is which is a big change from how mm. it used to be it literally just was just shuttle runs essentially yeah. and all that sand dunes all sorts yeah. of wherever they can get them some teams still do a little mm. bit of the old you know like uh, get out to the seaside and run on the beach and things like that just yeah. as a sort of you know as a, an extra sort of one morning I always remember when when I first started doing covering North End full time Alan Irving was a manager and they used to go to Austria on the pre-season training camps mm. And the players used to dread, he, 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 he hammered them on the training pitch. He was a bit old school and they used to do a horseshoe run, apparently. It was absolutely, you had to do it, you know, sort of horseshoe shaped run. It was absolutely, they had to do it at a real good pace as well. Mm-hmm. And they used to hate that. It used to be, they used to have to do three horseshoes or something. And it was, it was being sick at the end of it, basically. Right. You know? what, what do you mean then? What's the, what's the horseshoe? The horseshoe shape is a bit like a sort of, you know, opens you know starts up goes in a big circle around there and it's it's called the horseshoe and it was absolutely it used to be it's like doing the sort of 400 meters at sort of right, okay. 100 meter pace and everything yeah and, and you had to do it with like 10 second rest in between them and mm. do it again they, they said it absolutely killed them <laughs> You yeah, know, yeah. Would not fancy that. No, I'm no. Right, but um, no, but preseason, you know, it's it's the start of it, isn't it? And then get into the preseason friendlies, so it mm. starts to feel a bit more real. Yeah, get get to brig, and then it's mm. it's all 
back to it. And hopefully, mm. I mean, there's still no official word on no we've only fans got, and all that no, sort of stuff. Yeah, we're still, we're still sort of. I, th- I think clubs are still in the hands of the government. Yeah, aren't they? I think there's a lot more. There's a lot more hope for the 19th of July when restrictions come off. So I presume, yeah. you know, crowds will be able to come back then, but they'll be waiting for that, won't they? It's very much a case of once the club knows, fans will know. Yeah, they're, yeah. I don't n- think the club's never, no, no. They never, they never held anything back and they've never had discussions that haven't then been communicated, no. have these? No. It is very much that. I presume any, any friendlies before the 19th are having to be held in the current climate, mm. like the... The games are at the moment with redu- re- allowed fans in, but at a reduced capacity, I presume. So. Yeah. And, w- and what will happen with North End, the two Scottish games, for example, because the rules are slightly different up yeah. there. You know, there the might be tighter restrictions. International in fixture. Yeah, but there might be more, you know, at, at the moment, you know, like Scotland's banned travel from, yeah, from these areas, haven't they? Yeah. You know, so technically. Especially like Manchester away and all that sort yeah, of stuff, haven't yeah, they? So. Northwest. So yeah, but hopefully as preseason goes on, that's where you get the anomalies out of the way. Mm. Restrictions be- lift. You become a bit more clear in what you can do. So the main thing is, however nice your friendlies are, you want everything back to normal by the seventh of August when yep. the season kicks off. That's 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 where your revenue is going to come in. And yeah. that's where you yeah. you know you, we're all encouraging. You know, every club is encouraging fans to buy season tickets and whatnot. Yeah. Now. What they don't want is having sold a decent amount of season tickets anywhere. It's for government to turn around with restrictions and go, oh, by the way. Yeah, last year it was very much up in the air you when can, you were buying you, them, wasn't it? Yeah, you're still at, by the way, you Less can let so fans in, year. but you're at half capacity or something. Yeah. And then you've got to start divvying them up. Well, who's had a season ticket longer than, you know, mm. so. But, yeah. you know, as, as you say, clubs are having to follow advice from the government. They can't make it up themselves. Yeah. They can't put a policy out themselves. There was a sense of buying almost buying a season ticket at your own risk last season, yeah. wasn't it? This mm-hmm. season, it's very much a case of you're buying a season ticket to you watch will, the game. You will get some football, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so um, hopefully mm-hmm. nothing changes. And, and as you mentioned in Scotland, they're a bit slower coming out and they're a bit stricter, yeah. perhaps. So yeah. hopefully people can still go to the to the Celtic game as yeah. well. And, yeah, and St. Johnson like one, yeah. 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 So. yeah. Yeah, and Blackpool have just announced Rangers. Have they? Yeah. Wow. Rangers yeah. going to Bloomfield Road. So, Scot- North End Celtic, yeah. Rangers, Blackpool. Yeah. Scots in Blackpool. Get yeah. Scot- Scottish people in Blackpool. Yeah. You, don't, you don't get many of them, do you? Yeah. <laughs> I think the Jaggy Fissel will be busy, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that's that's about it, Dave. I think all I have to say is uh, make sure to keep in touch with us on Twitter at seds underscore LEP at Tom Sandals and follow at LEP underscore football for all our stories going up there every day. Uh, go to lep.co.uk for daily PNE stories. And uh, there's daily North End stories in the paper. Every and buy day. a paper, yeah. Buy a paper. Buy a paper. Yeah. Available in all good news agents and some bad ones hey, as well. There Rage. it is. There you go. But um, I should get. I've got a soundboard. Here. I might get. I'll get that. So every week you can sign off with that, and I'll get a little a drum thing for you. I'm here all week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all. All that's left to say is uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you.